keep it going for Pastor Scott. Yeah. And make some more noise for Jesus. More noise than that for Jesus. He's worthy to be praised. Um, I'll, I'll start with prayer. That's the best way to start. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to break the bread of life with your people. Nobody's here to hear from me. I, I, I don't have the words of life. I, I don't know people's hearts and minds in every situation, but you do. Speak to someone through me today. Plant the seed and let it grow and bear fruit in due season. In Jesus' name, amen. So yeah, um, Breathe series, <laughs> this is part two, and um, um, I'll start off by saying uh, I have asthma, so uh, it's tough to talk about breathing, because what do I know about breathing, right? Um, but um, I, it was, you know, I'm, 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 I have bigger, stronger lungs now. Um, when I was a kid, when I was younger, I had weaker lungs, so it affected me a lot worse. And my breathing was, uh, sometimes I would have uh, attacks, you know, asthma attacks, and it felt like I was, I was dying. Um, through that, though, I was able to notice, and I've been able to notice, when people, other people suffer from symptoms, similar symptoms that, that I had, breathing problems, you know, like COPD or, or panic attacks, anxiety attacks, and I noticed something similar. Like, they would, uh, we, we had a famili familiarity, and um, I, I, can, I can recognize it in them because I knew what that felt like. I knew what they were going through, even though I, don't, I didn't suffer from specifically what they suffer from, but I, I knew what, I, I can identify with it. So uh, I can't cover everything today, and I'm not, you don't want to hear me. I don't have a bunch of facts on all, the, all of those things, but I do want to focus on anxiety, um, and anxiety from a spiritual standpoint only, but I do believe if you battle with anxiety, you should, you should battle it on multiple fronts, meaning um, spirituality. Today, I'll give you, hopefully, I'll give you some weapons to fight it on the spiritual front, but I think you can also fight it on a medical front. Maybe that means a specialist, a doctor, um, um, medicine maybe uh, and there's also the intake front meaning uh, our eye gates, our ear gates what are the conversations that we're hearing what are the, what's the news that we're I'm not telling you what news to watch but what, what is the type of news that you're watching, the social media the, the, anything, the movies that you watch we, what we don't want is to have negativity be pumping into our bodies and now we're feeding the anxiety that we're fighting and then the next time you have an anxiety attack, no wonder it's called an attack because that's what it actually is. Now you're fighting a bigger enemy, right? Because you've been providing your resources. So I think we can have a, a side conversation about that. But I'm, like I said, I'm not a doctor. Um, we'll focus only on the spiritual today. And uh, for that, we will go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7 and see what Paul has to say. Paul's better than better at speaking than I am, so he can cover it better than I can. <laughs> chapter, uh, chapter 4, verse, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Love it. Um, I also love the, uh, the New Living Version, New Living Translation. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ, as you live in Christ Jesus. And um, I was raised 
in the South. So after you read something like that, a, a, a powerful message like that, the church would say, Amen. yeah, like, yeah. All right. Um, so I'm jumping right into it. Um, Paul, I love how he starts us off with uh, the problem, you know, but he, he carries us to the solution. Did you notice that? Starts with the problem, ends with the solution. All, it's awesome. But he doesn't just drop the problem off in our lap. He mentions the problem on his way to the solution. And I, and, and I love that. He says, uh, he says, don't worry. Like, be anxious for nothing, right? And um, that sounds crazy to people who battle with anxiety, I know, because it probably sounds like he's saying, uh, well, don't have asthma. Don't, you can't help it. It's, it's just something you, you battle with. I, but I think uh, Paul understands something about anxiety that we should understand, and sometimes is that we be anxious for nothing. You didn't catch it. It's, <laughs> that's a little bit of Ebonics. If you're not fluent in Ebonics, I'll explain it. It's, it's like, uh, it's, it's broken English, it's, it's, but, and it's a play on words. We be anxious for nothing sometimes. Um, and I think what it is is that Paul understands is that with worry we, with, or anxiety, we, we hyperventilate, and we, and we get all worried, and we get our, our bloodstreams pumped up with adrenaline, and we get ready for a fight that doesn't even happen, right? Or it does happen, and when it does happen, we find out that it wasn't as bad as we thought it would be. Or it does happen, and it is as bad as we thought it would be, but we find out that we handle it a lot better than we thought we would, right? So there was no reason to worry in the first place. Paul understands that, and um, we should too. So how do we stop, though? Take a deep breath. <laughs> and my first point is focus on what you can handle now. Focus on what you can handle now. With anxiety, with worry, we're, we're trying to take on something that we cannot reach, that we cannot handle. And here's a tip. If something is out of your reach, it's, it probably means it's not meant for you to handle, or at least it's not meant for you to handle right, right now, right? So focus on what you can handle. What, what, what can you put your hands on? What can you do? What can you touch? If we shift our focus, I think that'll, I, I think that'll help us tremendously because now we, we're, fo- we're not focused on things that we, that, that are out of our reach. Um, we're taking on too much. So uh, we were in a, a, a counseling session, my wife and I. Uh, yeah, we go to counseling, so we <laughs> it's, and it's healthy. It's, it's not because it's, uh, nothing has to be going wrong, but it's healthy and it's wise to get help, especially if it's a third party who's a God-fearing third party, so take that however you want. Um, we, and we love our counselors. Shout out to Donna Potter. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, this was probably, I, I think, I would say, um, our, our most heated uh, session, right? Would you, like, would you say that? Uh, my wife is like, be careful. <laughs> this was our, yeah, mo- I, I think our most heated session. We were talking about things that, I mean, seemed hopeless, really. Like, honestly, it was, they seemed hopeless. They were like, we're going through a rough patch. And, um, and our counselor dropped something on me that I never heard before, and I'll never forget it again. She blew me away. She said, um, how do you eat an elephant? And I, w- I was like, what? What? <laughs> I'm, I was pescatarian at the time, so I was like, I hope she know I, I don't eat elephant at all. You know, I don't, I don't. So what do you, how, how would you eat it? Would you fry it or grill it or whatever? Um, but um, she said, no, how do, you, how do you eat an elephant? And I, and, I, and I was like, I don't know. And she said, one bite at a time. One bite at a time. Focus on what you can handle. You, what we're doing with anxiety and, and, and worry is that we're worried about what ifs and all the, oh, what, what, will, I, will I lose my job or what will I ever find a husband or a wife or, or will I ever get that house or will I ever, it's all too much for right now. 
right now. We're, we're trying to eat an elephant. So we're, we're, put, we're taking on that, consuming it, taking it in it, and we're stretched beyond capacity. No wonder you're, you're, you're eating an elephant one bite at a time. You'll consume that thing, whatever it is, but one, one bite at a time. Focus on what you can handle. And here's, a, and here's a insider. You can take it from me. I'm a living witness, but you don't have to take it from me. Um, if, you, if you take that little bit that you can handle and put it in God's hands, he'll stretch it and cover what you can't handle. Example, um, Jesus and the disciples, they were, they were the, the disciples were worried about, about 5,000 men, not including women, right? So it was like thousands of people. And they had to feed them. So that was a problem, a big problem. And uh, the, dis- the disciples took the problem to Jesus and said, well, we, we don't have food for these people. We can't, we can't feed all these people. They were focused on the big thing, focused on what they couldn't handle. Jesus said, well, what can we handle? What, what do we have? Oh, two fish, five loaves. Okay. They put it in his hands. He blessed it. He stretched it. And he made it enough. Right? You know the story. He made it enough. And he'll do the same thing for you. So... Breathe easy. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't battle with anxiety myself, um, even though I, I feel like, you know, we all, we all do experience anxiety sometimes. Um, but it's different when you battle with it. When you, when you battle with it, the frequency is, you know, constant. It's, it's more, more of a fight. Um, but from what I, what I experience with family members and what, I, what I've seen with my eyes, they say, it, you know, it, when they're under attack, it feels like they're, you know, feels like they're dying. And I know that feeling. I can, without having it, I, I know what that feels like. I can relate from having asthma. You know, I, I, I can, I can, you know, I can, it's, like I said, kinship through suffering. That's what, that's what I call it. So, um, I, since I, I don't go through it myself, but they say, they say, oh, the thing that's being attacked is, is, is the very, very thing that's giving me breath. It's giving me life. Breath is life. So no wonder you feel like you're dying. Um, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7 says, can I read it up there? Then the, Lord, then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. So breath is life. No wonder you feel like you're dying when your breath is attacked. Of course, it's attacking the, the very gift that God gave you, the breath of life, right? Um, that's understandable. That's, you know, totally understandable. I think, though, in, um, in those moments, uh, our, focus are, you know, our focus is slightly, slightly off. We're focused, in, we're focused on the gift and not the giver. So that's my second point. Focus on the giver, not the gift, right? Um, my girls do this all the time. We, we, we get them like a, uh, we buy them a gift, a real cool gift or whatever. They open it, they hug it, and they, and they take off with it. And they forget all about the ones who, yeah, like um, the ones who gave it to them. But when something goes wrong with it, they run back to the ones who gave it in the first place. That's what Paul is saying. He, said, he says, pray to God. Tell him everything. Go back to the one who gave it to you in the first place. When something goes wrong with your life, when something goes wrong with the, the gift that God gave you, life. And life is an awesome gift, right? We get it sometimes. We open it. We embrace it. We don't open it. But we embrace it and we take off with it. And we forget all about the one who gave it to us. Yeah, run back to the one if, if there's something wrong with it, go take it back to the one who gave it to you in the first place, right? That makes sense. Um, with my girls, when they, when they take off and they run, we got to stop them. You know, I'm like, no, uh, that took sacrifice. Stop, 
you know, come back, say thank you, show your appreciation. That's, that's big. That's real important in our household. We, we make them say thank you when, when they take off. Um, what I realized, though, what Paul realizes is that uh, thankfulness is more than, it's more than just appreciation or showing your appreciation. I think thankfulness, especially thankfulness to God, it, it, it allows you to use the most powerful weapon against anxiety, and that is your memory. Because if you, if you thank God for what he's done, you have to remember what he's done. And when you remember what he's done, you come to the same conclusion every time, right? If he did it before, surely he'll do it again, right? So I, I use this like constantly. This is probably my, yeah, like I live by the, on this. And my wife and my, my mom will tell you, they think, they, they'll, they'll say, oh, you just, you just don't worry about anything. You just, you just, don't, you just carefree. And, 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 it's not, and it's not that. It's just that I understand that God has done some major things in my life, some huge, huge things in my life. And they're so big that they overshadow my current worries and my current concerns. So I'll share this story real quick. Um, the team knows and um, some of the team knows. But I was raised in New Orleans, Louisiana. And uh, up, until, up until Katrina, Hurricane Katrina hit, um, we had to evacuate. We left the, the evening before Katrina hit. We left um, uh, Sunday evening. Katrina hit Monday morning. We just barely made it. But we went out, we, God took that, he took the, a natural disaster, and, and, and we ended up better in Buffalo than we were in New Orleans. So when God takes a, a, something big, like a, something terrible, and not everybody has that story with Katrina, when God takes something big and, and, and terrible and, turns it, and to, um, turns it for my good, it makes me worrying about my spectrum bill seem like real small, right? Right? Because he did a huge thing for me. That, take, that can carry me for the rest of my life. Everything else after that is a small thing. Or even if it's not a small thing, even if it's another huge thing. Well, he did it before, he'll do it again, right? Think about the huge things that God has done for you. Think about the things that he, 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 he's taking you from or taking you through. Think about all the things that, think about the people who were in your situation who didn't make it out as well as you had. Or if they did make it out, maybe they, or maybe they just didn't make it out at all. What I'm saying, some people have died from what you have lived through. There's, there's 475,000 people that died from COVID last year. What makes us any different? We're all equal. There's, there's no difference between us. It could have been me. It could have been my daughter. It could have been my family members. Yeah, thank God for what he's done. He's done, he's done some huge things, whether you recognize it or not. He's done huge things for you. Thank him for what he's done. And after you thank him, then think about your current worries and your concerns. Oh, will I, will I, what if, what if, what if? Yeah, they're small now, right? And that's, what, that's the power of thanking God for what he's done and using your memory is that it gives you a significance perspective. It shows you what, what really matters in your life, right? Um, I, I, can, I can put things in order now. Oh, I don't have to worry about that now. God's got me. He's done, he's done it before. He'll, yeah, certainly he'll, he'll do it again, right? So uh, focus on what you can handle now. Focus on the giver, not the gift. And focus on what he has done. Use your memory. You do those and you come to the conclusion. You come to the solution 
So what's the, what is the solution? See if you guys are paying attention. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right, you stole my thunder. Okay. <laughs> Jesus is the solution, right? Let's, re- let's read it, though. Let me check if you make sure if you're right. Verse 7, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's right. Peace is not the, solu- peace is not the, the antithesis of um, anxiety. Well, it is, but it's not the solution. The solution is Christ, Jesus, living Jesus Christ. He's, he's known as the prince of peace. He, he, comes, he, he comes with peace. It's a byproduct. So you, you get him, you'll have your peace that passes all understanding. And I've, I've, growing up, I, you know, we hear that all the time, peace that passes all understanding. I want to put it into, like, you know, an actual example so you, you can understand. Um, what that lo- peace that passes understanding looks like is, let's say the world gets hit with, um, it's hypothetical, if the world gets hit with, like, some weird pandemic, all right? And, um, and, uh, and the world is going crazy with, the, with this pandemic. And everybody's going, everybody's worrying, everybody's anxious. And you're the only one with peace. You're the only one, as peaceful as you want to be, people will look at you crazy and say, oh, well, you, you must not know what's going on, right? You, the world is, you must not be aware of current events. No, um, I have the solution. I, he, he lives with me. He lives in me. He gives me peace that you may not understand, right? So um, I could have closed it right there, and, I, and that, would, that was a, a good spot to pray and close in. Um, but I, I had to, I figured I could show you this better than I can tell you. My daddy used to say that. Usually it was like we were in trouble when we did something. <laughs> but I want to show you this better than I can tell you. Um, uh, and this, this example is mostly for um, people without anxiety, right? Because if you have it, if you battle with it, you know what this feels like. Uh, I wanted to show you what anxiety feels like. So this is this is you, and it looks just like you. <laughs> and and I'll be I'll be anxiety dressed in all black, right? And you're just trying to live, you're just trying to go through life, you're trying to be productive, you're, you're trying to do whatever, just um, living living your best life, right? And um, and this is how it feels to feel crushed under anxiety, right? And you're like I'm I'm just trying to live. I, I can't I can't deal with this this weight. I can't breathe, this, I can't even, I can't lift this, I can't, I can't breathe, I'm dying, this thing is going to kill me, right? And um, so, yeah, of course, I'm, I'm being uh, provocative on purpose, if you didn't catch that. Uh, but I wanted to address something that was like, that's been bothering me for like a long time, at least a year. Um, this I think an issue in our nation is that um, we lack empathy, right? Remember when I said I'm able to notice when pe- other people suffer from symptoms similar to mine? I think that's missing for some reason. I think it was apparent last year with George Floyd. Um, everybody saw it. We were all at home. We couldn't leave. We couldn't go anywhere. Everybody saw it, but not everybody felt it. And if you did feel it, you didn't feel it the same. We didn't feel it all the same, right? We have to have more compassion. We have to, not even, not even as just Christians, especially as Christians, if you say that you are a, a Christ follower, we, we definitely have to have more compassion and mercy and, 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 and empathy 
feel what I'm feeling, even if you're not going through what I'm going through. Um, I want, yeah, th- I'll, I'll give you guys some, some homework. And, and yeah, um, it is coming up on, on the screen. This is my title. If you, um, I, I should have told you my title in the beginning, but it's, uh, it's uh, I Can Breathe, Overcoming Anxiety, right? And uh, so the homework is go back and read the story of the Samaritan, the Good Samaritan, uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 25 to 37. And Jesus tells a story. Um, a man tries to trip Jesus up. It's, a, it's not a really a good idea, but he, he asks, um, he asks um, Jesus, what, what can he do to have eternal life? Um, Jesus, he answers him with the, with the parable, and then, he, and then he, ends, he ends it like this. He says, uh, the man asks him, Jesus says, who was the neighbor to the man in that story? And then, and then the man said, I can read it. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. I skipped ahead a little bit. Go and do the same. I think what Jesus was saying to the man is the same thing he's saying to us. Go and do the same. Treat your neighbor like you treat yourself. Have some understanding for your neighbor like you have for yourself. Don't be like the priest or the Levite, the temple assistant. Religious people, by the way, claim to be religious and saw their neighbor suffering and crossed to the other side of the street, turned a blind eye. Don't, don't, don't leave me there. Have some, have some compassion. Have some mercy. Lend a hand. Help me out. Even if you're not going through what I'm going through, right? I think it's, I think it's so important, um, and I, I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm glad to have it off my chest. Uh, I think empathy is so important. I wish, I wish that that's something that you, you, you would leave with. Um, I'm going to close this in prayer, but um, before I do, I wanted you, for the people who do have anxiety, I wanted you to see uh, something. I, I weigh about about 202, 205. Uh, depends on what kind of breakfast I had in the morning, right? If I had elephant, elephant or not. <laughs> um, I, yeah, and, and this, this ball weighs nothing. I'm a few ounces, right? But, and I put all my weight on the ball. The truth is, though, I can do, I can put all my weight on it if I want to. I can, I can squeeze it as much as I want to. I could not crush this thing with just my strength, with just my weight alone. The point is, if you haven't caught it already, um, you've been under something heavy. You've been, you've been under weight before. You've felt it before. You've had attacks before, but you're still here, right? Why? You're made tougher than what you're up against. That's what I want to leave you with. You are made tougher. Whoever made this thing, I can't read the small print. Whoever, whoever made this thing made it tough. Made it so that no matter what weight I can put on it, it couldn't crush. I could not destroy it. And that's what I want to leave you with. Um, just encouragement. You're, you're stronger than what you think. You're, you're more powerful than what you think. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, right? Yeah, so let's seal it up with prayer. Um, Lord, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Um, Would you honor my obedience, Lord? Would you honor it by planting the seeds in someone's heart and someone's mind? Would Would you let that word grow? Would you let it bear fruit? in due season, even if the season is right now. And I believe that, Lord, for our nation, for some of us, the season is right now. 
Lord, cultivate that. Cultivate the word. And we know that you're not bound by space. You're not bound by time. You, you are outside of those things. So whenever and wherever somebody is watching this, you can be right there, just like you're right here. Let your spirit move, Lord. And I believe your word. I believe that your word goes out and it does not return to you void. I, re- I believe that it will accomplish its purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Man, amen.